We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are now about to take a journey with professional advisors Ken Smith and Ethan Broga on Empirical Investing Radio. For more information about Empirical Investing Radio, please call 800-923-4307. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need them. Just because the hosts have a sense of humor does not mean their advice won't change your life. Good afternoon and welcome to Empirical Investing Radio. I'm Ken Smith. Certified Financial Planner. I have Ethan Broga here today. Hey, Ken. Good afternoon, Ethan, who's also a Certified Financial Planner with a Master's Degree in Financial Planning. That's right. Highly educated individual uh, with stellar, stellar advice. Empirical Investing Radio is designed to share with you techniques to improve your investment results and financial planning. We want to help you build your wealth and preserve that wealth. And uh, give you the highest probability of meeting all of your, your financial objectives and wildest dreams. That's right. Um, as, as they relate to the financial field. Ethan, you want to give out our contact number? Sure, sure. Yeah, you better we, believe it. We can be reached here in the, uh, in the studio, right in the Seattle office, right downtown. Beautiful Seattle. At 800-923-4307. If you do give us a call, just mention the radio show and ask to speak with uh, Ken or myself, and we'll be happy to, to talk with you. And, of course, if you would like to send an email, you can do that as well at uh, contact at... You've e- got mail. Oh, what is that? It scared me a little bit. Sorry about that. Threw me off. All right, back to it. Contact at empiradio.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll happily entertain any questions you might have about your current portfolio, financial situation, any, any financial-related topic. We'd be happy to entertain. So, um, if you have a, what, did you go over the? Uh, oh, I didn't yeah. actually do that. Really. Okay. Um, as as we've asked in the past, if you do have, uh, would like to um, engage us. Somebody calling the hotline already. Calls are flooding in. I appreciate. Well, this that. is excellent. Thank you very much. If you're an individual investor looking for some financial advice, um, some some sound and prudent financial advice, uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, we will do. Uh, free portfolio analysis and walk you through our retirement planner and tax uh, tax planning as well um, and if you're a professional investor out there and you're looking to perhaps uh, make a change if you're looking with working with individual clients right now maybe within your own practice and you'd like to um, explore the opportunity that we have uh, at empirical uh, to partner up with us we'd love to hear from you as well so that's 800-923-4307 and uh, email is contact at empiradio.com. Thanks, Ethan. Well, uh, today on the show, I thought we'd go through some uh, 
Some of the conventional, I was reading a, one of our favorite authors is a guy by the name of Larry Swedro. He's written several books and he has a little blog and uh, um, I like to check and see what, what he's up to. And uh, I noticed that uh, today's posting, he has uh, nine bits of conventional wisdom you should ignore. And uh, I thought we'd just read through and see what he's got there and and um, and get your feedback about that, Ethan. And All right. Particularly as we the news headlines continue to heat up um, surrounding a variety of world events here. If sure. You were talking uh, before the show that the Greek, um, the way the credit default swaps are priced, it looks like there's a high probability of Greece uh, defaulting on its debt. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, even we've talked about the uh, impact of the news headlines and what their agenda, what the media's agenda is, is not to make prudent financial decisions in a lot of cases. It's to sell advertising or get hits or get sure. viewers, yeah. um, listeners. And uh, not necessarily, they haven't figured out how to do that in a way that uh, that is um, ideal for the individual who's watching that, their life decision-making. So I know that's something we, we like to share, that be aware of what the messenger's agenda is, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because a lot of times the news may be very dramatic or seem severe or serious, um, but if to the, to the extent that it makes... Sh- directs you to make poor investment decisions, you need to isolate yourself from that that information at some point. Yeah, I agree. I mean, once you've made the the decisions to correctly invest, you know, use some of the fundamental principles of investing, like the right allocation, be diversified, you know, more or less take care of the things you can control, uh, it is usually best, and I think the history would support this, to stick with it. You know, that's what, that's what we're talking about. Right, and make sure that the risk measures management system is in place before you ever get in, in, into um, a particular strategy. So, again, we, we're not advocating somebody blindly buy all equities and buy them all in Greece and then just hope for the best. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right? I That's absurd. I don't know. To me, it seems like sometimes they're the people who are, have an agenda to sell the doom and gloom kind of stuff, they want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say that, well, this buy and hold strategy idea or diversification or um, being in in the market and staying in the market at some level of exposure or whatever, they kind of make these lump, these these broad categorizations. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, and I think they kind of have to, right, in, in a way. They, they have to make it simple. Something they can get across without a lot of real thought going into it usually. Right. Like the headline, that, that's what everybody's drawn to. The headline has to be short and sweet and kind of get right to the point. And even if it's not entirely accurate. Right. You know? So. So I would just encourage you to take heart and uh, there will be hope. You know, we the, the markets and the economies go through contractions and expansions. And sometimes they're secular. I mean, they're over long periods of time. But if you have the knowledge of market history and you have the knowledge of how markets work and how risk and return can, are related, and how diversifying in a proper way can help uh, you maximize your, your longer-term results while limiting the catastrophic potential of losing everything, um, you don't have to panic, you know? Yeah, you know, can I, I think I can add on to that a little bit. Uh, yeah, I would love that. We're talking about the investment specifically, I think, but, 
you know, to me, that's kind of like the tip of the iceberg. You know, the investments are one thing that we're all really focused on. We hear about it in the news all the time, or at least we, we see the news and then we see how it affects my port your portfolio. Prices change every single day and probably a thousand times or more throughout the day a lot of times if you're invested in ETFs with stocks and things. It's the real, that's sort of the headline is the investments. But I think there's stuff sort of below the tip of the iceberg, you know, below the waterline as it were, that really will impact your ultimate success or failure within the context of your own financial plan. Right. You know, making sure that your, your retirement plan, for example, is, accounts for all the different variables that it needs to account for, like the ending value, inflation, um, you know, pensions or take lump sums or not take lump sums, Social Security, all these moving parts really need to be figured out, I think, in detail in advance of selecting an investment strategy. Because um, we can't, I mean, returns may or may not be there in the future. I think they probably will be over long periods of time. But there's more things you can do that, that are below the surface that'll, that'll help make sure you're on the right track. Yeah. And I mean, to put less pressure on your investments and hopefully, hopefully let you sleep more soundly at night. You know, and just another little nugget, little e-nugget here um, on this topic. You know, what about just ignoring, ignoring the, uh, what your neighbors and your family and friends and what everybody's doing? You know, would that, if, if you said, hey, I, 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 uh, I've got some research here. You know, I've got research that says that, that the sun can cause skin cancer if I'm exposed to it and I don't protect myself. And um, so ultimately you wind up going out and getting some sunscreen, Ethan, and you put it on. But what if everybody said, hey, that's ridiculous. You know, we don't, my, my advisor told me I don't really need that stuff, um, you know, because I look great when I'm tan and I get a lot of attention all that kind of stuff. And uh, would you, you know, what, what would be the more prudent in hindsight strategy? You know, would it be to say, hey, I'm going to stick with what, what I, the science on this thing. You right. Know, the knowledge that I have and the research that's been published. Um, and, hey, I may look silly at times because I'm putting this stuff on and, and I'm all greasy or whatever. And, but eventually, who, who's going to be rewarded for the for the discipline and the adherence to that, it's going to be you who put the sunscreen on. And sometimes I feel like people can get derailed uh, because these news headlines are always flashing up. Yep. And there are a lot of events going on in the world, and um, it's hard to stick to what has worked over the long run when there's an inconvenience with that. The inconvenience with the sunscreen is, hey, it does take time. You do get oily, you know, and you have to wash it off and it gets on your clothes or whatever. Whatever, whatever you want to assign to that. But in the market, the inconvenience is, hey, I, I got to experience some downturns here. You know, I have to experience something that doesn't generate immediate positive reinforcement every day when I log in and yeah. check my account. Right, right. Um, there's some inconvenience and pain that goes along with that. <clears throat> sure. But uh, ultimately, you know, we know that that uh, there's a, a a high likelihood that that ignoring what our neighbors and our friends and and all the stuff we hear out there, um, and and we don't know, you know, what evidence do they have? You know, somebody who just doesn't want to wear sunscreen, but doesn't present any kind of logical or rational evidence. You know, it's great because it, maybe it, it looks good temporarily for them or it feels good. And that's how I feel sometimes, Ethan, that mm -hmm. what goes on the market, hey, this is working for me in the short term, right? You know, I, I got out of the market X many months ago. I don't know why, 
why you're sitting in there in a well-balanced, diversified portfolio when you know, you've probably experienced some loss. Um, and, it, and it's kind of that difference between the short term and the long term. Yeah. And what's prudent and what's backed. And, and sometimes I think you just have to ignore, you know, talking to you out there, you have to ignore that um, and, and say, hey, well, I, personally, I'm always open to new information and new research. I mean, that's what we do all day long here mm -hmm. is look for new information and new research. But I'm very slow uh, to incorporate opinions or right. emotions into our into our decision making process. Mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted to throw that out, Ethan. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Well, let's take a look at this. So Larry uh, catalogs, and and I'm going to read this. This is all new for me here. I'm just reading it. Let's do it. But I like the title, and he says nine bits of uh, conventional wisdom you should ignore. And it starts off here. We'll get a little into this and come back on the break. Okay. Uh, if your plan doesn't seem to be working, change direction. Try something else. So I think that's the first bit of conventional wisdom. I don't know. Uh, it says, the new finance. Stay the course, in quotations. One of the essential lessons smart investors learn is not to confuse strategy and outcome. In a world where there are no clear crystal balls, a strategy is either right or wrong, before we know the outcome. If you doubt that, consider the case of term life insurance. If you don't die during the term of the life policy, uh, does that mean the decision to buy was a bad one? Think about that while we take a quick break and we'll come back to this first point by uh, Larry Swedro and his blog. We'll be right back. <laughs> Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management. Inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at EmpiricalFS.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. Ethan and I are trying to help you make smarter financial decisions. And uh, right now we are talking about uh, uh, Larry Swedro, author Larry Swedro's uh, blog that he has on the uh, C- CBS Money Watch. And um, he, uh, his recent post today was nine bits of convention- conventional wisdom you should ignore. And going into the break, uh, we were reading one of them, and I'm not reading these in order, Ethan. I didn't make that clear. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> if your plan, uh, if your plan doesn't seem to be working, change direction. Try some, try something else. So that is the uh, conventional wisdom, right? Hey, these, this, and how many times have you heard that? Hey, and he calls it new finance, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, new finance stay the course, um, but. Hey, this isn't working. This is a different market time, you know. And we just did a presentation um, recently. I was doing with some some for some investors, and I had pulled the uh, 1979 Business Week article that that was titled "The Death of Equities." And uh, within that article, they talked about the fact that you know equities were no longer a viable asset class if you were looking to stay ahead of inflation, because for the previous decade previous 10 years they had underperformed inflation mm-hmm. it did somewhere around three to four percent a year and inflation i think was six percent for that decade per year so it lost but other assets like gold which it did had done quite well i think it was 19 percent a year for that decade uh, substantially beat um, inflation and the smart money was moving away from traditional um, equity as an asset class and moving into the harder uh real asset classes like uh, real estate and gold and all that kind of stuff, diamonds, mm-hmm. um, the so-called smart money. Now, Stephen and I, one of our analysts, ran the data on all this. In the subsequent subsequent 10, 20, and 30-year period, um, stocks have done did quite well and substantially outperformed inflation on a, from ninth, that August of 1979 for the next 10, 20, 30 and 40-plus years, the entire time period, stocks handily beat inflation. This is after the smartest people in the business <laughs> were in that article being cited as saying, this is a whole new, we're in a new financial realm. The old rules don't apply. That was a quote from one of the, uh, one of the experts that they were, they were pulling in that, in that article. Right. So anyway, um, He's saying, uh, you know, as I was reading in there, that one of the essential lessons smart investors learn is not to confuse strategy and outcome. And uh, in a world where there are no clear crystal balls, the strategy is either right or wrong before we know the outcome. Um, And he talked about the life insurance example. Are you angry if you didn't die and you didn't collect on a life insurance policy, but you'd paid premiums over the whole period of time? No. No. You shouldn't be, right? Um, and he goes on to say, there are only a few good reasons to alter your plan. If one 
of the underlying assumptions of your plans plan has changed. Something occurred to alter your ability, willingness, or need to take risk. So what might those be, Ethan, in your personal experience? Yeah, if you have like a, I don't know, maybe a medical emergency pops up at a no place, you know, that might change your outcome or your outlook for any of the funds you've been investing. Previously expected, yeah, I'm not going to need to take withdrawals for 10 years, but maybe, hey, all of a sudden I'll be taking somebody out here in the near term. Uh, that would be a change for uh, an allocation change or a reason to change your allocation. Yeah. You know, just an example. Okay. And and other things, maybe my job or my career change. Sure. Maybe I wound up taking a job, you know, because everyone's so negative right now. Maybe I got a job where I it was able to increase my income and save more. And because of that, I don't need to take as much risk to get to achieve the goals I have. Right. That's a whole interesting way of looking at things that we don't typically talk yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is possible. Sure. Uh, maybe you won the lottery. I don't know. So there, yeah. there could be a whole string of things that occur that would alter your ability, you know, like your job and your continued ability to generate an income stream mm-hmm. and uh, your willingness. Um, depending on what's going on, you may, you may be more or less willing to take on risk. Sure. Um, or your need, you know, with a desired rate of return that you need to get. So the second thing he says is, as a good reason to alter your plan, would be if new evidence was presented or is presented from peer-reviewed academic journals. That may change the way you view investing. For example... Just as Copernicus revolutionized the way we think about our universe with the 1530 publication of On the Revolutions of the Heavenly Spheres, in 1992, Professors Eugene Fama and Ken French revolutionized the way we think about investing with a publication in the Journal of Finance uh, of their paper, The Cross-Section of Expected Stock Returns. Mm -hmm. So now we're talking about what else would alter my strategy? And why does what Larry's saying here differ from from what goes on in the daily media? Do you want to comment on that? Yeah, sure. I mean, in, in the daily, daily media and stuff, there is no, usually not, uh, a lot of, uh, I mean, I don't think any of it's peer-reviewed <laughs> or academic. You know, they're really just one man's opinion. Uh, when you look at the peer-reviewed journals uh, in terms of either medicine or finance, um, the best and brightest brains in the world have had a chance to comment and review the information being presented there. And therefore, the, the conclusion that is reached in the papers, obviously, if they've been, they've been vetted, in other words, um, they're a lot more believable. You can, you can take them to, to the bank, basically. For all intents and purposes, and not to, to say that the research that is being done in these peer-reviewed academic journals um, doesn't get updated or proven wrong in some cases, but it's a far superior way to direct changes that you would make in your portfolio sure. than daily news events, which are unpredictable right. and ver- very difficult to interpret how the long-term of effects of those will, will materialize. So he references this cross-section of expected stock returns, and I'll just give a little uh, example. Uh, that paper talks about the fact that small companies versus large companies have had a tendency to generate a higher rate of return over time. Value, or what you look like to call low-priced stocks versus high-priced stocks, right. or growth stocks, yep. also have generated a return premium 
low priced versus high price, low priced has had a return premium. And so managers in the past or professionals or stock pickers who may have touted their skill at beating the general stock market, when looking at this data, putting it through this lens, you can really find out, is it, was it their skill or ability to pick stocks, or did they happen to be picking from a group that were faster runners anyway? Right. You know, did, they, did they pick the fastest horse, or did they, were, they, were they picking from a group that was already faster horses? You know what I mean? Uh, when that analysis come, when that research was printed, it, it really created a new uh, paradigm through which investment portfolios could be created. That would be less emphasis on an individual picking the right stocks and more emphasis on the structure of the portfolio, the areas that you were investing in. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who are familiar and embrace that research, and we happen to be a company that does, it really revolutionized the way that you are investing and certainly would warrant a change in your strategy, particularly if you owned nothing more than a portfolio of small growth stocks, which happen to have the highest risk and the lowest expected returns. Right. You'd say, well, why am I emphasizing that category of the market? Uh, just as an example, where a general publication by someone on one of the broader media outlets it says geez i think gold's going to go up again next year in 2012 i think it's going to triple they don't really have the fundamental research behind that other than their opinion or their interpretation of current news events i would be a little bit slower uh, to enact or act on that type of information than i would a peer-reviewed study that shows, hey, in the, you see what I'm saying? I do, no doubt about it. All right. Next, he says, new investment vehicles are introduced that allow you to more efficiently implement your strategy. For example, the introduction of index funds, tax-managed funds, core funds, ETFs, and other passive strategies have all helped improve our investment options. All right, I threw in the word investment there, but... Uh, <laughs> so... He's saying that these are a few good reasons to alter your plan. And we, this is something, as advisors, we do continuously. That's right. We review the technology, and I call it technology, the advancements in technology, of, uh, because in our world, tech, the technology improvements are enhanced vehicles to capture market returns. They're either more cost-effective, therefore putting more money into our client's pocket, mm -hmm. <clears throat> or they have some way of managing risk or some way of targeting higher rates of return. Uh, and a few of those vehicles, if, if you would uh, bear with me, Ethan, I, I'd love to talk about that. Sure, let's do it. I'm very familiar with what he's saying. Uh, the, uh, the introduction of an index fund prior to the 70s, there was no way to own an entire index of the stock market, for example. Mm -hmm. So most people constructed portfolios um, using segments or handfuls. And usually those were picked by some manager or the investor themselves. Um, the introduction of the index fund increased tax efficiency, uh, reduced risk, risk of any small number of securities going down or out of business, reduced the risk of a particular manager yep. who was picking those securities, underperforming the particular index, and coincidentally has been able to outperform the vast majority of professional managers and individual investors to the extent we have that data. It also reduced expense, expenses associated with investing. 
I like your style, Ethan. Mm -hmm. We've got to take a quick break, um, and we'll get back to some of these uh, bits of conventional wisdom that you should ignore. We'll be right back. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management. Inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccianello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. Today we are talking uh, about Larry Swedro's column and uh, today's posting that he put in, Nine Bits of Conventional Wisdom You Should Ignore. Ethan, we went through uh, one of those um, before the break, and it was the... Uh, the idea that uh, if your plan doesn't seem to be working, you should change direction or try something else. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce back to one of the fir first ones he listed, which is the conventional wisdom being, don't just stand there, do something. And I know you and I have experienced that working sure. with individual <laughs> investors for a long time. Sure. Um, there is certainly a, a propensity to want to take action one way or the other when the markets are moving. Yes. Um, now, Larry's view is the new finance, and he's referring to the new finance, meaning if conventional wisdom is don't stand there, do something, um, what does new financial theory or current financial theory tell us to do? And I believe our definition of that would be 
What does the latest and greatest in terms of peer-reviewed academic research say that someone should do? Yes, right. Based on the adequate empirical studies of market behavior and subsequent results. And so he's saying the only, the only something that someone should do, especially in a crisis, when the stomach wants to overrule the head in a decision-making process, is adhere to your plan. However, a passive investment strategy is often confused with a do-nothing strategy. And uh, as we have discussed, the prudent is strategy is buy, hold, rebalance, and tax loss harvest as appropriate. Yeah. Well, all of which we do <laughs> and do very well. That's right. What, I appreciate where he's coming from. Yeah, well, it sounds like it. once you have the structure of the portfolio, obviously we would agree with this, once you have the structure of your portfolio correct, you, know, you have the right allocation, uh, the right mix of stocks to bonds, the right global amount of global diversification. You've done the things that are good, and you should just stick to it, assuming your you know your willingness and need and ability to take risks doesn't change. Now, Ethan, I've been reading this book um, by uh, it's called Predictably Irrational uh, by a guy named Dan Ariely, um, an MIT professor. Yep, and uh, really, really fascinating. I, I love to read books on psychology um, as it relates to our decision-making process and financial situations. And a lot of this, you know, it goes beyond just financial behavior. I like how he's, some of the other books that I've read um, on, on this material are focused to those experiences. But he, he tests, he and some of his counterparts test um, decision-making in a variety. And one of the interesting things he did was he wanted to see if people's decisions when they are cold, he calls cold, like not uh, emotionally charged. Oh. So he kind of refers to that as a cold state versus a hot state, an emotionally charged state of mind. So when we're angry or when we're scared or when we're worried or uh, whatever the, the emotion is, do we, do we make uh, different decisions? Now, interestingly enough, some of the... Uh, the ways he tested this were a little um, kind of bucked conventional or what might be widely acceptable. He took college males um, and, and basically had them answer various questions um, in a normal state and then, then exposed them to uh, sexually charged material, let's put it that way, <laughs> All right. um, when they were in a state of, of arousal because he thought, hey, one of the more basic emotions that I guess the younger college-age male could, could feel it. It, it. It's harder to find one that I guess would be more, more. Uh, you know, how would you just get them angry, for example? Sure. If you're doing an experiment, All right, right? You know, um, but it would be certainly a, a, an emotional state that could be created very easily. And then they they asked the same questions, the very same questions. These questions were popping up on the screen during this arousal process, or whatever. And it was amazing, Ethan, as to the, the way the, the questions that they asked would change. The responses changed dramatically um, in the number and resultment when they were in a hot state right. of emotion versus the rational cold state. Uh -huh. um, it seems kind of obvious, but yet it's probably not something that most of us think about. So what that means to me as an advisor who I'm always looking at the way we make decisions and more importantly, how as advisors can we help clients? You know, how can we take the research that's being done on this? How we make decisions? How right. We and 
tying that into this um, coming back around about don't just stand there, do something. When when we develop a plan, um, oftentimes investors will nod their head you know, and say, yeah, I can stick with this. You know, If we show them a chart and say, hey, this is the range of returns, the high returns, the worst possible return we've experienced, and then the average over a whole period of time. That's a very simple thing that advisors frequently do to kind of get some gauge on, okay, well, this is what we should expect. Are you going to be able to stay the course through this? And then the first time we get into a crisis situation or a market downturn, uh, the investor might react and say, why are we not doing anything? You know, shouldn't we be getting out of the market? Shouldn't you be selling all my stocks and putting me into bonds or whatever they, the asset class that is maybe it's gold or whatever that is? And as advisors, we may scratch our head and say, well, this is weird. We just talked about all this. And and now we're being put into this situation where we're being asked why we're not taking action, why we're abandoning a plan that's based on the most recent and comprehensive research on how, how to build a portfolio or how finance should work. Right? Mm-hmm. And that research talked about, it didn't exclude that there was market downturns or crisis um, what wasn't present, though, at the time that we agreed on the strategy was the hot emotional state. So the decisions, what I've learned, Ethan, is the decisions we make as investors when we're in a, in a neutral state. We don't have money at risk, for example. Maybe we're in the process of building a financial strategy. Um, tends to be different than when we are under fire, mm-hmm. when we're going through it. And what can be done about that? You know, and, and so I, I think what Larry's saying here is a conventional wisdom, and I think it's conventional because it's ingrained in our natural psychology. <laughs> sure That's does. what makes it conventional wisdom. Yeah. Not what somebody, professor, is teaching or what some investment guy is telling us to do, but it's ingrained in our being that when things start going weird or sideways, we want to get, we want action. It's our way of feeling that we're in control and, and having an element of comfort that we're not just going to stand by and watch our investments go down the toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have put the work in to get the, the, the diversification and, and the right asset allocation, just because the headlines are different doesn't mean it's different in terms of the, the way we've experienced previous declines. Um, you, know what I mean? you know what I'm saying? I think I do, yeah. So the only way to counter that over time is, one, to recognize it. You recognize that I'm going to feel differently when I get into, when we get into a market down there. And when the, when the media is doing their job, which is creating chaos and, and the sense of urgency. You know, urgency and, and, right. and, uh, but you've got to really fight against that <clears throat> and say, hey, I, that's why I took the time when I wasn't in an emotional state. And we shouldn't be making decisions um, when we are in an emotional state, we should be deferring to the plan that we made when we were in a state of calmness. It's hard to do. Yeah, it is difficult to take a step back in the thick of it and right. and revisit what, why in the world did I choose this allocation or select these particular investments and, and those sort of things. Um, but if you can do that, and I think if you're working with an advisor that's experienced and, and gone through some of these market cycles, you'll be more inclined to, to not get off track and not be derailed by the news and the emotions that sometimes the, the headlines can create and the media can create. All right. So the other, uh, let's get through another one here. Okay, Ethan. let's do it. Um, stay informed. So conventional wisdom. Um, and his, his uh, 
he's categorizing the new financial theory being that you ignore the noise. So let's read this. The, the unfortunate truth is that for most investors, paying attention causes them to make all kinds of investment mistakes as their emotions take over. Investors persistently get it wrong because they pay attention. They tend to buy high after periods of good performance, and they tend to sell low after periods of bad performance. They also fail to understand that what they're paying attention to is only information that everyone else already knows and thus is already incorporated into prices. It's ironic that Richard Bernstein, former chief quantitative strategist for Merrill Lynch, once warned investors, quote, Today's investors find it inconceivable that life might be better without so much information. Investors find it hard to believe that ignoring the vast majority of investment noise might actually improve investment performance. The idea sounds too risky because it is so contrary to their accepted and reinforced actions. Comments, Ethan? <laughs> yeah, well, geez, it's one of those things. Um, you know, we, we are a lot of times driven by emotions. And if we stay informed, you know, uh, about European debt crises, you know, if we stay informed about Greek crises, numerous crises, I say crises, <laughs> you know, is Greek going to go, uh, going to default on its debt? Uh, gee, will inflation be as high or higher than it was in, in the 70s? Will, will gold continue to go to, you know, skyrocket upwards? Um, will there ever be regular unemployment in the United States? All these real things. I mean, they're real issues. But the truth is, they're not, there isn't any concrete resolution to any of these things. And in terms of how they make, how they affect your investment decision making, clearly they're not, they're not good things. They're going to sway you probably to, to make poorer decisions, I would say, um, than not. Ethan, I have a couple of comments on this, but we've got to take a quick breather. Got to right. pay the bills. Fair enough. You know how it is. I think so. All right, we'll be right back, and we'll pick up on this uh, line of thinking, the conventional wisdom that you should be ignoring. We'll be right back. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor, or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. The future of online TV is here. 
View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. The business community's first choice in internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, Ethan, we're coming back here from a nice little break. Markets are uh, volatile, markets are uncertain, and uh, sometimes can be concerning. And uh, we, we could certainly sit here and read negative news articles all day long. Um, but I think going into the break, we were talking about bucking uh, conventional wisdom and author Larry Swedro's uh, take on it. And we're clearly adding a, a lot of our professional views on these topics. And it was about staying informed. The, the conventional wisdom is that you've got to be on top of all the current news. And uh, so you're making the latest and and uh, and most informed decision about your investments. And he was contrasting the uh, idea of staying informed with basically um, reacting to what he's calling noise. Right. Um, and general information that gets put out there. And so the differentiation between, you know, investment knowledge or something that you can apply systematically to achieve your goals with and general market information that everyone else knows about that's out there and and typically is already um, by the time it gets to our ears has been priced into the market and so it's what what continues to happen beyond that um, right some real valuable information might be something that nobody else knows about right right that would be useful but Stuff that's in the media, stuff that's out there in the news. I mean, you're not the only person who's read the article or heard the news. So it's better to think that you maybe it isn't, you know, something useful. I, I can agree. I can agree with that, Ethan. Sure. So if you're out there and you've you've been uh, vexed by strategies, maybe you've done it on your own, and maybe in other situations you've worked with one and or more advisors and have continually been frustrated with your results. And historically, I've seen people in this situation, Ethan, where they they think, well, I just haven't found the person who gets it yet, you know. Um, I think you're going to be frustrated for a long, long time. time. Um, right. You need to find somebody, maybe someone like Ethan here. Sure. Um, who's got a strategy and brings a high level of expertise to the, to the, to the game, does not 
work on some kind of a commissioned situation, but really just wants to help people make smart decisions. And uh, part of that is getting them to stick with a disciplined uh, strategy and ignore the day-to-day news that's coming across the wire. Yep. It does not sound fun or... or uh, It does not sound fun. It's not... You know, it, it's much more interesting to be like, hey, I, I'm on top of every little news piece that comes in. And, I'm, yeah. and my advisor, I have integrated that daily into our investment strategy. Um, the problem is that that type of behavior, when we actually look at the results, does not generate superior net of tax and cost performance and, and all the expenses involved in doing that. Um, it actually detracts from it. And it's just like the thing, if you're, you decide to, uh, you, if you want to be in better shape, you know, be healthier, you can eat right and exercise. And you, you can't really shortcut that. You actually have to eat right and exercise to be healthy, right? You could, you could look at taking a diet pill. You could look at taking, you know, I don't know, maybe some surgery or something perhaps. Um, but particularly in the case of diet pill, I mean, it's, it's really something that's trying to shortcut the system. Right. If you work out once and call it good, you're still not going to be in shape. You know, you're not going to be healthy still. Uh, but if you eat right and exercise consistently, there's no doubt in my mind you're going to be much, much better off as a result. And that's the same type of thing in being disciplined with investing. The more you're disciplined about a prudent strategy, the better off you're going to be. I like it. What's next? All right. Well, here's one. Uh, focus on <coughs> conventional wisdom being focus on managing returns. That would be the conventional wisdom. He's cataloging the new financial theory, I guess, as focus on the things you can actually control. Now, that's another thing we talk about. <laughs> I can't uh, believe it. Frequently in our practice, which is, hey, we want to add value. First and foremost, if we are going to add value, we're certainly going to do it in the areas that we can control. So let me read what he's got, what Larry's got down here. Active management focuses on trying to manage the part of the investment experience we have no control over the returns we can earn from our investments. Unfortunately, there's only one person who knows where the market is going, and none of us gets to speak to that person and gets an answer, at least in this lifetime. And it won't matter in the next one. <laughs> Lair, that silly guy. He's a funny guy. <laughs> Thus, prudent investors focus on the things that they actually can control. We say that a lot on the show, right? Right. Number one is the amount of risk you take. You have complete control over the amount of risk you take. Mm -hmm. Number two, he has diversifying those risks across asset classes, risk factors, minimizing idiosyncratic risks. So thirdly, the structure of investment vehicles they use to implement their plan. And fourth, keeping costs low and tax efficiency high. You know, why don't you talk a little bit about that in the last few minutes we've got here. Um, yeah, what sure. are those things we can control? Yeah, you know, these are the things I've, and at the top of the show I was mentioning. I, I was kind of alluding to it. I, I spent a lot of time on just describing the retirement plan, which would al allows us to, again, revisit Social Security, the timing of that, uh, if I should take lump sum pensions or perhaps take the, the annuity option for my pension. Um, should I, do I want to leave a legacy for my, at my, or leave an estate? Uh, do, how do I account for inflation? Um, all, these, all these factors that go through a cash flow or retirement plan are, are important elements to be decided on. And then it actually will impact, obviously, the, the way that you're investing in terms of your allocation and the risk you need to take, right? That's right. But there are other things, and Larry has done a couple of them here, and one of those is tax integration, making sure that you, you keep, you're keeping your portfolio um, as tax efficient as possible, 
either by the use of tax-efficient vehicles or perhaps by asset placement, you know, putting different types of securities in, in the different types of accounts that are out there. Um, I also would add to that, and isn't listed here, but gee, um, looking at a, a very um, um, concrete Roth conversion analysis, you know, if you can minimize, minimize taxes, it, the, the deal is over your lifetime, right? Not just in any one year. Sure. So that's part of the part of a an overall plan, and these things are as looking talking earlier about this, where you have the tip of the iceberg phenomenon, right? Where hey, the investments are are the the, the real sort of icing on the cake, as it were. It's the thing we're most aware of, but there are other things, and Larry's hitting on them here, um, that will influence the outcome. Things you can control, and so one of those is tax integration, and I'd also add to that insurance and estate planning, and all those things will help you minimize the, the risks that you're taking outside the portfolio that will ultimately affect how the portfolio is invested and used. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal, Ethan. I, I really can't argue with any of the things you just said. I'm glad to hear it. Not only that, I'm sometimes surprised where um, that, I mean, we, we do this consistently um, and how much time and effort investors actually focus on the very things that they have no control over. What right. stock market, what the stock market is going to do tomorrow, say, or even over the next year. Yet, and they spend so much time pontificating and putting energy into that the area that that has shown you put more time if you focus all your energy in trying to determine a strategy of where the stock market's going to go in the short term generates the least benefit. All these other areas that we do consistently as advisors add have been shown to add the most and make the most critical impact on the long-term success. That's right. Um, so it's just a way of, of or a matter of re, uh, reorienting yourself to what's what can I actually control and what's important. Yeah. Ethan, that's all the time we have for today. Oh, it's already? By so quickly. Oh, man. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be chock full of... Great ideas in next week's program, so make sure you tune in. This is Ethan and Ken signing off from Empirical Investing Radio. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. We hope you've enjoyed Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. Please join us again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And for more information about Empirical Investing Radio, please call 800-923-4307. We'll see you next week. Again, for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.